0: In today's episode of the EK Experience, we're digging into the vault to a podcast that we recorded last year.
1: What you guys will learn is that last year, we had big plans for 2020, and surprisingly,
2: Corona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so even though our plans for 2020 may have been derailed, what's most important is a topic at the core of this episode you'll listen to. And that's managing the difficulties of life transitions. It's all about making the shift.
0: Yes, yes, and understanding how to shift and when to shift, when it's time to shift, and understanding that transitions truly can be traumatic.
1: Absolutely, we hope you enjoy. Yes, about. Twenty nineteen started one way and it has completely ended a different way. So, I wanted to start with just first a question. Okay. And you can answer it, and then you can just probably kick it back to me. So, Mm -hmm. um, how has your life shifted in 2019?
0: Mm. It's a good question. Um, You know, when I think about shifting... I think about transitions, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I think about transition, I think about um, a video I was watching on YouTube that it was actually Steve Furtick. Furtick. Steve Furtick, yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. Um, <laughs> and he was doing a sermon on sh- on shifting and transitions, and you know, he said transition is traumatic, so. Um, when I think about how things have shifted for me in 2019, um, I think it's been very traumatic in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, cause similar to you, my year started one way and then it is ending a completely different way. So how has shifted, uh, how have, how have things shifted for me?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, You know, I think things have shifted in every way. Um, And I think I've had to really uh, be able to go through many different transitions and shifts that have caused my life um, to really or caused me to reassess um, myself and my life. Right. So how have things shifted for me? career-wise, I think things have shifted for me very, um, traumatically and drastically. I started the year off working for a consulting company, a political consulting company, and I spent the bulk of 2019, um, chasing campaigns or chasing, um, potential candidates for campaigns.
2: Mm.
0: And, I got to a point where I'm at the point right now where I really just had to stop chasing those things and those people and those situations. Um, and I'm actually looking to like transition out of politics. So that was a big shift for me. Um, I think that as a father, a lot of things have shifted for me uh, you know, dealing with my son, um, his mom, um, and just all the things that are attached to that, good and bad, right, living in different states and things like that, so a lot of things have shifted in regards to my relationship, my relationships in life, um, And I think there's just been a lot of internal shifts and transitions as well. Like, my perspective on a lot of things have changed since the start of the year.
2: Mm.
0: And that's because I've had to really assess the external things that have affected me and use it comparatively with the internal things that I... um, kind of maybe have held near and dear to my heart and to my train of thinking, and I've had to really be able to reevaluate those thoughts, those processes, and really reassess and readjust to the external circumstances that are around me. So, you know, a lot has shifted for me in 2019 based on all those different factors and ultimately, I really just had to shift myself, you know. So um, ultimately, what has shifted in life is me and my perspective of me and my perspective of the things around me. And I think that a large part of that is because of like growth and traumatic experiences that I've, that I've had to deal with um, in this year.
1: That's really good. Um, So would you say that the transitions were challenging but worth it?
0: Yeah, they were definitely challenging. And, um, you know, I do think that they were worth it because it forced me to grow. Like, you know, a lot of times we talk about leveling up. And um, I don't really think people understand what comes with leveling up, you know, like leveling up is hard and, you know, leveling up forces you to have to take stock and inventory of yourself. That's why a lot of people can't level up because they're hard to make the, they, um, it's hard for them to make the assessments that they need to make of themselves mm-hmm. in order to get to that next level. Sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like, "Yeah, you know, you are falling short in this area, or you're not as good as you think you are in that area,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or you know, like you you you're not the standard." I've had to learn that this year that I'm not the standard. Mm. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, I think it was, it was hard, but it was definitely worth it to really have to kind of do the self evaluations I needed in order to, uh, to grow. What about you? How has your life shifted in twenty nineteen?
1: <laughs> well, I would say first, obviously, I sh- I shifted. Places of employment. So I shifted from one side of the nonprofit sector to the other. Shout out to that. Um, so that was a pretty big shift. It happened later in the year. but they checks too. For me. <laughs> secure the bad. What I really acknowledge is I shifted in my mindset months before that happened. Mm. So I started the year feeling very unhappy in my previous place of employment, and I was perpetually giving. I worked in direct service with high schoolers and middle schoolers. So anyone who does that knows that you're giving a ton of yourself to the work because it's human work. It's people-to-people work. And I remember that there were a couple critical moments in the beginning months of the year when I had to come to just a deeper understanding of where I was and why I was there and I knew that ultimately I was on a spiritual assignment Mm. and so I said to myself like this is uncomfortable and you don't like this but you will not get out of here if you don't allow God to do what he needs to do through you
2: Mm.
1: so that was the conclusion that I came to after three particular instances. And I realized that my mindset had to change. And so I say this for people who are stuck in the middle of a transition, you can think of yourself in the middle of, you know, a body of water, and you're looking to get up from one shore to the next, you have to change the way that you look at that distance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have to shift your mindset. And if you feel like it's oceanic you're never going to get through it if you feel like it's too deep if you feel like you don't have the ability that will really translate and you can get caught in the middle so i shifted my mindset and i remember quite vividly i sat in my office and i said i know that i'm here because these kids need me so i am going to do the best that i can do for them
2: Hmm.
1: and that shift in my mind really manifested a a physical shift. So, I honored the kids. I did what needed to be done for them. I you know, worked really hard to ensure that all my high school seniors graduated, that they graduated with scholarship money. I worked with some alum to get ideas off the ground and pilot new projects in the community. I hired the best people, but I hired kids who I knew needed summer jobs and were very deserving of them. Um, So I I put them before I put myself on the line. And I feel like that shift created so much good and authentic work that ultimately it shifted into a new job opportunity. Mm. So I just say that as, as an encouragement to anyone who may be feeling like they're caught in the middle you may have to shift your mindset in order to shift your circumstances.
0: Would you say that like if you didn't shift your mindset around that that maybe you would have been stuck in the middle?
1: Mhm. Definitely. Definitely because I if I didn't shift my mindset, I would have been caught in my feelings and I would not have been able to be productive and a lot of times like what gets you to the other side is the way that you're working right like it's not always the outcome of your work it's how you're working because how you're working determines the outcome so if i didn't make that mental shift i would have had a bad attitude i would have been really rude
0: resentful
1: resentful very unpleasant and that would have translated and people would say well i don't want to work with that girl Mm -hmm. or oh no you know she's She's not the type of woman that I think I want to do business with. Um, And then the other shift is I'm moving Friday. Hey, shout out to that. (laughs) And that's another thing. I remember mentally thinking about living in a particular side of town or like the city where we live. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving around that neighborhood And I remember saying that I wanted to live there. I said that this year. I also said it years ago. And I do believe in the power of our mind. I Mm -hmm. believe in the power of our words.
2: Mm.
1: And I also believe in the ability to imagine. And I have a very good sense of creativity.
0: Vivid. Vivid.
1: (laughs) So I, I envisioned it. In my mind before I saw it, which is how I knew that that apartment complex would be where I should, you know, live. Because I had seen that in my mind before. So shifting a physical um, place of residency, I think, is significant. It's it's a bigger place. It costs more money. It's in a, a better area than I currently live in. And some of that's scary. So I feel you with, like, the transitions are traumatic. <laughs> so... Um, I've been in the past, I've I've been in some financially challenging seasons, and I feel like I have post-traumatic stress with my finances, Mm. and I don't know if this is something that someone who's listening can relate to, but I sometimes get anxious because I have money. And I get anxious because I feel like what if one day I go in my bank account and like the money is not there because I legit remember like $20, 30 $50 in my bank account. I remember overdrafting like and I'm talking about like as an adult, right? And so sometimes when you're faithful to God and he blesses you, you can still suffer from that traumatic stress of not having And that can become a poverty mindset, even though you possess so much more. Mm. So I've been just trying to encourage myself that God will supply all my needs and that he allowed me to get this apartment and he allowed me to be in this space and he allowed me to have this job. So I don't need to operate with that scarcity mindset. Um, So... Physically, I feel like I'm shifting and just being in a place that's a little bit bigger and just different it's a it's a different thing, and that's good
0: yeah, that's dope and I just really want to say for the record like I'm like really proud of you and proud mm-hmm. of all your shifting because you know I've seen you like I've seen your grind firsthand um and it's also inspiring for me. You know, I mean, I tell you this all the time, but it's, like, watching, like, you shift your mindset at your previous job and then, like, all, like, the positive manifestations that came out of that um, has truly been inspiring for me and it's really, like, has kept, you know, my mindset positive during my shifting and transitioning. So, like you know, shout out to you. Shout out to, um, you know, just your inspiration, um, to like, not just me, but to a lot of people around you.
1: Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so my next question is what shifts are you expecting or hopeful for or anticipating in 2020?
0: Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like 2020 already owes me, Mm. you know, because I feel like I've, I've done so much, um, internal work on myself Mm. this year. I've been forced to like really look at the man in the mirror, Mm. you know, um, and I've had to do a lot of self work and. That is like really some of the hardest work to do because we all think we're perfect, right? Even if we're not perfect, we don't feel like we're perfect. We feel like, like I said, we're the standard Mm -hmm. no matter who we are. So it's a hard thing to look at yourself and really face all your shortcomings, you know, and really like, have like frank conversations with yourself about like where you're going wrong and you know i'm a person like i got a lot of pride mm. you know i got a lot of pride um i'm definitely like i got um bravado you know i talk my ish you know what i'm saying and this year has really caused me to like take a step back and really like reevaluate all those things. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like because of the foundational um, work that I've done on myself this year, I'm expecting in 2020, with it not just being a new year, but the start of a new decade. I'm really looking to, like, um, start the process of uh, building, not even rebuilding, but building on this new kind of um, internal enlightenment that I've had with myself. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's real easy to be like, yeah, I mean, in 2020, I want to do this with my career. I want to do this with my... Uh, you know, my finances or my family or whatever, my goals are really like based on like internal growth. So whatever shift that's going to take place in my life in 2020, I want that to start with like you know, who I am on the inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I had to realize that, like, yo, I, I'm, like, I was kind of messed up on the inside. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had to realize that, like, no, Kirk, like, you are not always right. Like, no, like, you are not, like, yeah, I know, that's, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, me not always right. It's I don't, oh my goodness. I mean, it was a hard thing for me to come to. <laughs> 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 like, like, what do you mean, self
2: <laughs> um,
0: so yeah I mean in, in 2020 I'm, I don't know what that shift is gonna look like
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm not even going to like you know even pretend like I might know but I, what I do know is that based on the work that I've done this year on myself that like I am expecting Like, to be able to, um, continue on a path of growth and, um, self-realization. You know, because for many times I've, like, made assessments off of what was happening outside of me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, whether good or bad, when I, when I had, um a landscaping business, and it was, like, very successful, and I had two cars, and I had just all these different materialistic things, and, you know, I made an assessment, like, yo, I'm the man, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like, I'm dope, like, I'm this, that, and third, Um, but then, like, on the other hand, when I lost, like, you know, my marriage, and, like, everyone that I, I, I thought loved and cared about me, deserted me and then like I was down and out like living at my mom's and you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. it was that was like externally I was like yo I'm a failure so I'm starting to learn and see that like it's the internal work that's gonna create the the harmony within me not the things outside so I'm just expecting to be more in tuned with myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's going to be able to lead to the physical manifestations of how I feel on the inside.
1: Definitely agree. I like that point because I do think it starts on the inside, you know, and we all assess ourselves at some point. Based on the things outside of us, mm-hmm. but it starts with the personal and the inward assessment, and then we take that litmus test and manifest something outside of us. So that's a really good point.
0: Thanks. What about you?
1: Um, I am hoping to shift into um another gear of womanhood. Mm. I think that. Do tell. well some of that you just gotta see (laughs) um I think that womanhood is so fascinating because it really is multi-layered and I I do think men are a little more straightforward than women are simply because I think women have probably some more um like hormonal shifts and no okay don't do that (laughs) um but I feel like I have really arrived at a good place so far but I want to shift and transition into becoming much more um, nurturing.
2: Mm.
1: So I think I'm 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 a nurturing person, but I feel like I can take that up a notch, and so I want to relinquish and, and probably take my hand off of some emotional corridors that I've had in my own heart and mind and allow God to soften those spaces so that I can be much more nurturing and um just preparing my my heart for what I believe God is going to give me in the future of you know just increase so I want to shift you know in womanhood and I think it's important similar to what you were saying like it as a woman we're designed to birth mm. and i think a lot of women miss that point point. and when you look at how adam named eve he named her eve because she was the mother of all living and so he said that to her before they had children Right. So like that has always kind of blown my mind, because up until that point, there was just everything that God created. So you can be a mother of all living things. Maybe the things that are alive around you are simply an extension of what God has already created, even if you have not created something. So I don't have children, but I think that God has allowed me to mother all the living things around me. Mm. And I think that's an honor and a privilege. And a lot of times women just focus on the child that they can have, when there's life everywhere. And it's our job to nurture that life. And it's our job to take that life and create more life. So I really just want to shift into a deeper space as a woman where I'm nurturing and honoring and cultivating and preparing for that more life.
0: Mm. More life. Like Drake?
1: Yeah, more life, more everything. Mm. <laughs> um. That's okay. A- so, we kind of touched on this, but let's keep it very real.
2: Yeah. Because
1: we like to encourage people. Yeah. So, how do you practically deal with a shift when it takes longer than expected to fully shift gears?
0: Man. The, the, like, <clears throat> that's heavy. mm Because I've made some... I keep saying this, but I've made some real assessments um, in my life about, like, you know, this year, Mm -hmm. about my life. And one of them was that um, things don't always happen when you want them to happen. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's a hard lesson that I learned this year. Things don't always happen when you want them to happen. And that's like a hard thing to really wrap your mind around, right? Especially for someone like me, because I've had such, you know, for the past 10 years, like, when I look back on, like, from 2010 to, like, now, I've had an unprecedented string of success in anything that I've put my mind to. If I said I wanted to be a community organizer and... Um, organize people to do things like community-based initiatives, I put my mind to that and it happened instantly. If I said I wanted to start a landscaping business and I wanted to do be successful I wanted to get contracts with the city, et cetera, et cetera, I put my mind to it and it happened. If I said I wanted to move to D.C. and I wanted to get into campaigns and politics and put my mind to it and it happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like this year... No matter what I put my mind to, like, it just didn't happen. Mm. And, you know, like, in, in many ways, like, that's the kind of stuff that can really discourage a person and really cause you to start doubting yourself. I'm a man of faith. I'm a man of God. It can maybe cause you to doubt God out the god in you so um when things don't happen Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or the shift doesn't happen or the transition doesn't happen when you're expecting it to and it takes longer than you think you know it it's for a reason that's what i started to learn it's for a reason maybe you're not ready for it so that's yeah. why I started thinking about myself. I'm like, well, maybe I'm not ready for this shift. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really had to start to reevaluate myself and like who I am on the inside because the Lord's never going to give you more than you're ready for. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I wasn't ready to be who I wanted to be, then I couldn't be that person, if that makes sense,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, internally, right, because what, it, okay, let's take for, let's take for example, you want to be a millionaire, Let no, let's keep it very simple, you want to, you want to make six figures, right, a person wants to make six figures in their career, in their life, in their year, right, you want to make six figures, and you can't get to that six-figure mark. You can't even get close to it. Why? Maybe because you're not ready to be a good steward over those six figures. Right. So then you have to evaluate, how, you, how are you handling three figures? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you handling the three figures that you have right now? And if you're not being a good steward over those three figures, you can't expect to be a good steward over the six figures. So maybe you're not ready for that. And you have to really, like, evaluate and deal with um, the internal things that you have to deal with in order to get to that level. You know, so... Um, like I said earlier, leveling up is a process and it's a hard process. I always think about leveling up like a um like a video game. You know, like back in the day you had Nintendo or Sega and I remember this game Streets of Rage, you know. This is like in the nineties, shout out to all my eighties babies, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? But this is like a game in the nineties, Streets of Rage, and yo, know, that game was hard. Never beat it, but because it was really hard. But I remember that, like each level, was kind of like the level before, but it was just harder, right? It so you you'd probably like have to fight a harder boss at the end. You had to, you know, what I'm saying, difficult, more harder path to get to that boss, but it was similar to the level before. And that's the same thing with life. I feel like it's like when you're leveling up, you're gonna face things that you've faced before,
2: mm-hmm.
0: just in a different setting, a different um, appearance. You might have a problem with like alcohol, and you feel like, oh man, I've, I don't, I don't beat this. But then you get to a different level, and it's like, oh wow, like maybe I'm in a setting where, you know. I'm socializing on a job setting, and that the alcohol comes out. That's a harder thing than when you just driving past a liquor store right. on your way home.
2: Right.
0: So, um, I do think when you get stuck in a transition and you know, or a shifting season, and it's taken longer than expected, you maybe have to take a step back and think about like, what are you doing? Mm. Hmm. To hinder this shift from happening. Um, And then if you're able to make some honest assessments on yourself, you know, then you'll realize certain things. And then, you know, maybe things can uh, move a bit quicker like that. Feel me?
1: I do. I think that that's probably the best place to start. And I also think another way to deal with your shift when you feel like it's not happening as expeditiously as you'd like.
0: Expeditiously. <laughs> Shout out to TI, we coming. Coming for you, Tip.
1: I think it's so important to have a healthy, healthy relationship with God, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to understand something. Time is given to us as a resource. Right. And a lot of people misuse their time. But what helps me manage my time, honestly, is me managing my relationship with God. Mm. So when I recognize and and really worship God for who he is, I want to use my time. Well, I want to to make the most out of my life. I want to ensure that I am being productive. Right. And so when you're dealing with the shift that's taking longer, sometimes you have to reorientate yourself in your relationship with God to figure out how to manage your time and manage yourself. Mm. So you just talked about that self-management piece. Yeah. And self-management includes external things like your money, the way that you're living, a.k.a. your lifestyle, your relationships. But it also has a lot to do with your spiritual personage. How am I managing my Bible reading, my prayer, my fasting, my spiritual thoughts, Mm. all those things. But outside of that, you know, you need to have a healthy relationship with God so that you can manage what he's giving you. Because no matter what, if you're waiting to shift into something else, you do have to focus on the time you have in the moment. So many people, I feel like, are heart sick because they're looking and waiting for the future. And I've had to learn to like slow down and just... Sufficient is the day. Mm. I have to do what's today. It's a blessing for me today to prepare to go to work tomorrow. It's a blessing for me today to have clothes, to have food, to have all these things, right? So that's one thing. And then I also think it's important to have a healthy network. And I don't mean network in... Quantity, I mean quality. So when things take forever or it seems like forever, it's easy to get discouraged and you need people in your life who can pour into you. You need people in your life to remind you of who you are. That's true. Because when you're going through that transition, your mind will play a trick on you. Mm -hmm. The enemy will attack you to begin to feel these discouraged thoughts and feelings of unworthiness. Doubt. Doubt
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh no i'm I'm unable mm-hmm. i can't i'm I'm waiting on this job, I'm not gonna get it, I'm mm. not smart enough, I'm not connected enough, blah blah blah, and so I have been very blessed with wonderful people in my life, and I don't take that for for granted at all. I know that in each moment when it felt like eternity and God was shifting me. He has had people in my life who could bless me verbally. And we talk a lot about blessing people with money and blessing people with time. I'm talking about like, bless, God bless you, Erica. Mm. I, like you need people in your life that are going to send God's blessing over you with your name attached to it. And I remember this one season in my life when I didn't have a job, I didn't have any money, and I would transport an elderly couple in my church to um, a local soup kitchen and we would cook once a week together and serve food. And one week she called me, the woman in the relationship called me, and she's like, oh, we want to have lunch for you. So I go to their their apartment and they are so cute, like 70-something years old, 80 something years old, cooking lunch for me. They barbecued chicken, they made rice, salad, all these things. And I was so filled in my heart with encouragement. Because these older people were giving me so many stories of when they were younger and they explained to me all the times that God was faithful, all the times that God got them out of bad situations, all the times they didn't have money and God had found a way that seemed like it was no way for them to pay their bills or to take care of their child and so When you're going through transitions, as I was in that moment, I'm waiting for a job opportunity. I'm waiting. I was going on so many interviews and nothing was panning out. God had me settle into relationship with people. And those relationships didn't cost me anything but my time. So you need people in your life when you're transitioning to encourage you. To tell you their story and the testimony of how they overcame so that you can be confident that you're not going to be in your circumstance forever. That's the point of us sharing our stories. So I don't take that lightly and, and hopefully we all in the world can be much more open and honest about who we are and how we are and, and recognize that that can keep someone in a moment of sanity a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, that's that's dope. And um, I think that that's like so profound, right? Like just encouraging one another, you know, um, and I think that as Christians, you know, uh, Bible believers, I really feel like that is something that, you know, really like I think we should do more of, you know, because, you know, iron sharpen iron. You know, and when you're able to really like fellowship with other people and really like hear those stories, um, it's an encouragement. And that's the thing that like, like I said, like for me, like I've really had to assess myself and really think like, man. Am I sharing those stories? Am I sharing my struggle stories? Right. Right? Or am I just out here fronting like I'm always Gucci, like everything's always good? And, you know, that's one thing I really, that really bothers me about like, you know, Christians or just people in general. It's like no one ever wants to like keep it like a real or keep it a buck. They always want to act like they always been up. Mm-hmm. Like no one's ever always been up. Right. Right? So if you can tell the story about when you were actually down, but you up right now, that's an encouragement to people. Like, I'm divorced. Like, you know, I don't want to hear about your your 50-year marriage. You feel me? Like, I mean, it's great. Like, that's cool. I love it. You know what I'm saying? But I get more encouragement from the brother who'd been divorced four times and was like, yo, I... I I've been there. I know what you're going through. Right. And he's not, like, afraid to, like, share his story with me.
1: Mm-hmm. And not looking down at you. Yeah, you know For what having I'm a story.
0: Right. So, like, I, re- I actually respect that more than the people out here fronting like they got it all together. And I was that person for a very long time. I was that person that was like, yo, I'm good. Why are you not good? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm good. I got it out the mud. Self-made. You know what I'm saying? But none of us are self-made and none of us really, like, just woke up like this. You know, we've all had to, like, build and learn and earn Mm -hmm. our way to where we are. So, like, I just think that that's a really, like, great and profound point. Um, because, you know, we have to encourage one another and the encouragement comes from our failures and our mistakes and our problems and how we were able to get through them and um, problem solve, you know, to, to 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 the success of our story. So, um, yeah, I think that's a dope point.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Those were good points, too. Um, So let's talk advice, right? So what advice would we have for men or women in a shift? I would say, like, for women, if you're in a shift, I advise you to build a community of women who can pray and fast with you. There are kingdoms that have been created in the wombs of women, but there have been kingdoms shaken by the prayers of women. So, do not be afraid to solicit prayers and fasting partners so that you're strengthened during your time of shifting. It's not easy. Similar, like, I think about a shift almost as like, um, what are those things called, like a Rubik's Cube? Yeah. You're shifting one plane of that cube model against another. Sometimes in your life, a shift will give you the geography change sometimes you'll look around and emotionally you'll be in a completely different space than you were a year ago sometimes for the better sometimes for the worst right how many people feel like depression just hits them out of nowhere or there's a circumstance that they go through and next thing you know they're struggling with depression so things can shift and tilt sideways or upside down very quickly in our lives and I think that as women I think everyone needs to pray but specifically for women build a community of other women where you can be prayed for and you can pray for someone else because a lot of times when you're praying for someone else you realize that your circumstances aren't that bad. bad
0: yeah
1: and yeah like I I really believe in that when I'm putting other people in prayer and I'm interceding for them I'm just like unable to ask god for certain things for myself because right. i'm like this makes no sense right, right i don't even need to be worried about x y and z god already has that if i believe god that if i believe that god will do all that he's able to do for this person why can i not believe that he's able for me mm-hmm. so intercession is just like a powerful tool and then my other advice is to um keep a journal I always advocate for this because there's more good stuff happening in your life than you realize. And if you're not conscious about writing those things down, the Bible always talks about writing it down, making it plain, right? Jesus wrote in the sand. Moses wrote on the tablets. Like God is an author. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So write it down. And I remember when I went through a season of depression and I bought a journal And, you know, every day I didn't write in it. And sometimes I just wrote the date and I literally would, all I had enough strength to do was write, I feel sad. Or I'm exhausted. I'm tired of trying. The more I wrote, though, I realized that in the midst of all those feelings, there still were tiny things every single day that reminded me that that moment in time of shifting out of a hardship into a blessing There was more good than bad. And if you're not able to see the good, then you're going to focus on the bad. And I think that that ultimately prolongs our shifting season. So get a prayer network and then write down what you're observing as you're shifting. You know, I think also like this year, I had a shift in desire, I started desiring things that I hadn't desired before. Or I didn't desire it as deeply then as I do now. And I feel like that's a God shift where God is drawing me into his plan for my life. And it's expanding my feelings in ways that maybe I hadn't realized. But I've been tracking that in my journal because I think it's important. And I think that in the next probably like five to ten years, I'll be able to look back on it and see that this was the time in my life when a lot was happening. Mm. And I want to be able to give God glory once I'm on the other side, you know, and I can look back at those journal entries and give God praise for all that he did when it felt like nothing was moving.
2: Mm.
1: Like we walk on this earth every day and we forget that it's in a galaxy and it's spinning. Mm. So like your life is actually spinning and moving in a positive direction, even if it doesn't feel like it.
2: Mm.
1: And just like the earth, if it went too fast, we'd all fall off. So God has to do it slowly so we can keep up with it. Everything's paced. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I think for men, I would say like something similar to what you said for women like, you know, about creating a community of uh, women. I think for men, um, you really just got to swallow your pride, man, and just ask for help. That's definitely like one thing I learned this year. It's like, don't be ashamed to ask for help. Mm. And I had gotten to a point where I really had to ask for help. And I wrestled with that. Mm. <laughs> you know? I really... Like, I needed the help. I needed the help. But, like, my pride and, you know, just my my ego as a man, like made me not want to ask for the help that's deep yeah so i think that for men in a shift like don't be afraid to ask for help because no man is an island and you know god wants us to be in community especially as men right and i feel like because men are warriors by nature right we always feel like you know we have to fight amongst each other
2: Mm-mm.
0: even if even in subtle ways right there's just this competitive nature and we we have to be at odds and ultimately like what we really need to be doing is working cohesively together um to build one another up
2: right
0: you know um because you're always as strongest as your weakest link right so if you're in like um a church or like a community of people a community of men like you're always gonna be as strong as the weakest person that's why the first church in the book of acts like they, the rich people sold their stuff so that the ones who didn't have would have, because they understood like what community was about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because they knew if the if this uh, family was vulnerable, that led all of them to be vulnerable.
2: Right.
0: You know, so for men, I would say that like if you're in a season of shift and transition. Ask for help. And I'm not even talking about, like, monetarily or physically. Like, I'm just talking about, like, you. as the song says, we all need somebody to lean on. Mm-hmm. We all need somebody to lean on. And I spent a lot of time going at it alone. And you really feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders when you're dealing with real life issues on your own right so i would tell you to like as a man like it doesn't make you less of a man to ask for help it actually makes you more of a man i believe i feel Mm -hmm. because it takes a level of humility to really recognize that you have a need right you know what i'm saying and that You cannot supply that need on your own. So I would tell men, um, you know, ask for help. But at the same time, stay focused, right? Because that's another level of of it too. Because when you're shifting and things aren't going the way you expect them to or it's taking longer than you thought it would... You got to stay focused on the shift. Because if you take your eyes off of what you're shifting into, you can lose it. Right? So it's very easy to get discouraged in the midst of a storm. And then take your eyes off of um, where you're heading to. But I don't care how long it's been raining the sun is going to come out
2: right
0: it could rain like natural i'm talking about i'm talking about nature right now i'm not talking about like i'm not like trying to use like hyperbole or like um you know metaphors i'm talking about in nature it could rain for a week straight but at the end of that week or end of that two weeks end of that month the sun is going to come out. There has never been a time when the sun did not come out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't care how long it's been. There's never been a time when the sun did not come out, and it's the same thing with life, even if you're going through a hard time um tough situations, whatever. the sun is going to come out if you just stay focused
2: mm-hmm.
0: on what you're on what you're looking at and where you're heading right. So that that's my advice for men. It's like don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for counsel because wisdom is in the presence of many counselors. That's Proverbs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and stay focused. And like I said, like iron sharpen iron, because you know there are people who've been there. Right. There's nothing new under the sun. So there's people who have been there, they've been where you are, and they have the wisdom to help you get through where you where where you are now. But you gotta humble yourself, ask for the help, and then really remain focused on the um in the direction that you're going to. And you'll get there. Trust me. I mean, I've been there, I'm still kinda like going through it, so You know, these are just like some, these are some real life tangible principles that I'm applying to myself.
1: Mm -hmm. Feel me? I do. Well, thank you. I think you shared a lot of good points and hopefully people took good notes. And if you're in some type of shifting or transitional period in your life, we hope and pray that this blesses you and just gives you a little more encouragement and, um, if you know someone who's going through a tough time in life and they're shifting, we hope that, that this will also encourage them. Because that's the point, right? We want to be a blessing as much as we want to be blessed. Sh-
0: should we close with a prayer? Sure. Oh, me?
1: You want to pray or you want me to pray?
0: I- I'll pray. <laughs> this is typical of us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, well, let, let I'll pray. We'll pray for people who are shifting mm-hmm. and in a transition right now. And, um, you know, we'll just go from there. So, dear Lord, we thank you for this time that we've been able to share on this podcast and this vehicle that you've given us to uh, speak of the things that you have w- would put upon our hearts. Lord, we pray for those who are listening and we pray for those who may be going through a shift and a transition in their lives right now. We pray that you'll give them the courage to be able to withstand and to be able to ask for the help necessary as they are moving and transitioning in their life. We pray that you'll give them the strength to endure. We pray them that you'll give them um, the patience, Lord God, with themselves and with you to be able to uh, withstand um, and have the endurance necessary to deal with this shift. And we pray, Lord, that this podcast And this episode has been a blessing to them to help them to be able to get some guidance and some feedback necessary um, as folks are transitioning in their life. Lord, we thank you for just the wisdom that you've given us through our experiences. And we pray that you just continue to use us as your vessels to speak to your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: It's the EK podcast.
1: That's it.